essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to another edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm coming to you from London, Ontario, Canada. And I want to thank you once again for joining me. Whether you're listening to this on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, or iHeartRadio. We're available on a bunch of other different locations. Let me know how you listen to us by sending me an email at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Or more input can be given to us on our Facebook page. On this week's edition, we're going to check out the upcoming schedule for Smash Wrestling. They have two big events coming up in London and Toronto. Plus, we'll look ahead to all the other events happening throughout Ontario on the Ontario Indie Road Trip. Then, I'll take a look at what happened with New Japan, with both Night 1, Night 2, and New Year's Dash for this past couple days over in Japan. We'll look at AEW and NXT, what happened. Not much happened on Raw. And we'll set you up for what is going to come up this weekend with Impact Wrestling and NXT UK. Both of them have a pay-per-view major event. And we'll look at both cards and give a rundown and predictions. So I'll be right back after these short messages. Shockstock 2020 is New Earth's biggest pop culture expo and film festival. The real end is near, as the outside world falls into chaos. Word of a sanctuary for mutants, freaks, goblins, and geeks spread throughout the land. Three days of thrills and chills, with screenings, panels, celebrities, workshops, interactive fun, vendors, all-nighter parties, and more. Stay tuned for guest announcements and more info. Are you looking to get into the wrestling business? Well, look no further than the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory, located right here in London, Ontario. It's Tyson has over 20 years of experience in the wrestling world, and he's even been brought down to the WWE Performance Center to be a guest trainer. We've already seen the likes of Jordan James, Kyle Boone, Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Pharaoh Bowman, Chris Mitchells, and many more. Plus, the new generation that are coming from the second group, such as Josh Pine, Shiloh, Nova, Frankie War, and many more. You don't want to miss your opportunity to learn from one of the best in Ontario, if not all of Canada, or the world, in Tyson Dukes. So that's the Tyson Dukes Rust Factory. It's open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursdays, and located at 309 Exeter Road here in London. 
Hi, I'm the Fireball Kid, Jordan James, and this is the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. And we're back. So let's take a look at what happens with Smash Wrestling this next little while. They haven't had an event since the last one here in London for Remix You a Merry Christmas, which you can be sure to find on their YouTube channel in its entirety as their Christmas gift to the fans. However, right now, they're gearing up for two other events. One is going to be on February 7th as Smash Wrestling returns to London at Fanshawe College for new beginnings. At first, we saw the announcement of Carter Mason taking on Tyson Dukes and them going on one-on-one in a street fight. Earlier today, there was another announcement that will reflect the upcoming Any Given Sunday card because the winner of Carter Mason and Tyson Dukes in their street fight will become the number one contender to face Kevin Bennett at Any Given Sunday. As it gets closer to New beginnings, I'll give you my predictions. However, with that match, I have my ideas of what I would like to see and subsequently what I want to see happen at any given Sunday, which I'll be attending. However, also appearing on the Fanshawe College show on February 7th for New Beginnings, you'll see Josh Pine facing Psycho Mike Rollins. This is probably a result of Remix Your Merry Christmas, when Josh Pine was in the corner of Kyle Boone and needed to rescue and revive Psycho Mike Rollins after almost drowning in a kiddie pool. One half of the revolt, Fireball Jordan James, will go against one of the pillars, the endorsement, Sebastian Suave. While the other half of the revolt, Alec Realm, will face off against another pillar in Tarek. Also, the Smash Wrestling Championship will be on the line as... Brent Money Banks challenges the remix, Kevin Bennett, for the Smash Wrestling Championship. It's Smash Wrestling's New Beginnings at Fanshawe College. Happening Friday, February 7th. Doors open at 7 with bell time of 8 o'clock. Then Smash Wrestling returns home to Toronto on Sunday, February 23rd at the Rec Room for any given Sunday 8. You'll see Speedball Mike Bailey go against Tarek. Psycho Mike Rollins faces off with Jody Threat. In tag team action, you'll see Bear Country facing off with Main State Posse. And the Philly Marino Experience battle Baywatch, Josh Pine, and Kyle Boone. A triple threat match with CJ Crawford, Sebastian Suave, and John Greed. The Women's Championship will be on the line as Rosemary defends against Veda Scott. And as I said at the top of the show, it was just announced today that the winner of the street fight between Carter Mason and Tyson Dukes on February 7th in London will now be the number one contender to face off against the remix, Kevin Bennett, for the Smash Wrestling Championship. It all goes down February 23rd, the Rec Room in Toronto, any given Sunday 8. Tickets for any of these events can be found by going to the smash-wrestling.com website. You can also contact me if you'd like to be a part of a group heading up the road to Toronto to take in any given Sunday 8. Contact me on our Facebook page or by emailing me at scumbagswrestling at gmail.com. Now let's take a look at the Ontario 
indie road trip. 2020 is starting off with a bang and it has a lot of events already scheduled for multiple companies throughout Ontario. So no matter where you are, there's probably a show within driving distance and you should attend it to support independent wrestling. Now let's take a look at what's happening this weekend and we start off this Friday, January 10th, Camp Valley Wrestling presents Scratch That at the River City Vineyard in Sarnia, Ontario. Bell time is 7.30. Electric Eli takes on the wrestling machine, Tyson Dukes. Ethan Dukes goes one-on-one -on -one with Sarnia counselor Brian White. There's going to be a six-way match with a contract on a pole. You're going to see the Night Train, Justin Sane, El Reverso, Alex Weir, the Wavemaker, Kyle Boone, Alec Realm, and now added to the match, Rodney Matthews, in exchange for the Diamond Tiger, Kobe Durst, who unfortunately cannot attend the show. You'll then see Mr. Michael Grayson and Frankie War team together to take on Billy Ray Daniels and Hyena Hagen in tag team action. The Cam Valley tag team titles will also be in line as Fight or Flight defend against Death Threat Army. Did somebody say adventure? Stone Rockwell returns to Sarnia to battle Jimbo Jones. And in the main event, for Scratch That, we'll see Cody Diener defend the Chem Valley Championship against Tyler Turva. All this comes to you this Friday as Chem Wrestling presents Scratch That at Sarnia, Ontario at the River Valley Vineyards. Get your tickets before they're sold out. Then, on Saturday, January 11th, Revolution Women's Wrestling presents Pandemonium, happening at the Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga, Ontario. It's a stacked card from top to bottom. Crystal Moon takes on Brooklyn. Divya faces off against Aaliyah. The Bubble Bubblegum Princess, Alexia Nicole, goes one-on-one -on -one with the selfie queen, Jessie Mack. The Queens of Punk, Jody Threat, and Addie Starr take on the team of Caitlin Diamond and Masha, also known as Team Collusion. In a rematch, Cece Moss faces off against Bianca Corelli with Shiloh in her corner. And the main event, we'll see Rebel and Casey Spinelli take on Nova and former Impact Women's Champion, Allison Kay. That's Pandemonium, presented by Revolution Women's Wrestling at the Don Kozloff Arena at Ballard's Academy in Mississauga, Ontario, Saturday, January 11th. Then breaking news from the other day, New School Wrestling had to make an announcement that their venue... In Stony Creek, for this Sunday, has unfortunately a leaky roof. They have now moved to the Legion in Hamilton. So, on Sunday, January 12th, New School Wrestling presents Make Em Wait 2 in Hamilton, Ontario. Eazy -E faces off against CC Moss. Scotty O'Shea goes against Von Vertigo. Andreas defends the New School Wrestling Internet Championship against Gabriel Foreza. Also, a no-holds-barred match featuring BMD, Brett Michael David, taking on Holden Albright, plus many more matches including the return of John Greed. New School Wrestling Make Him Wait 2 happens Sunday, January 12th, 3.30pm in Hamilton at the Legion. Looking ahead to next weekend, Crossbody Pro Wrestling presents Showcase 27 at the Crossbody Pro Wrestling Academy in Kitchener, on Friday, January 17th. Also on the 17th, C4 Wrestling in Ottawa presents Snowpiercer. 
Aiden Prince takes on Speedball Mike Bailey. Brian Pillman Jr., Kobe Durst, and Stu Grayson will face off in a triple threat match. TDT takes on Main State Posse. Two Cold Scorpio faces off with Lufisto. Bear Country goes against the Space Pirates. And C4 Championship will be on the line as Daniel Garcia defends against Evil Uno. Then on January 18th, SVW, Seaway Valley Wrestling, and Destiny Wrestling present Superfight in Cornwall, Ontario. Sabotage will go against Total Devastation in tag team action. There'll be a fatal four-way match featuring Lionel Knight, Aiden Prince, El Reverso, and Dan Parker. Little Blay goes one-on-one against Evil Uno. The Destiny Next Generation Championship is on the line as Brent Banks challenges Kevin Blackwood. Jody Threat faces Sally. In a steel cage match, Big Daddy D-Roy goes one-on-one against The Rage, Randy Berry. Emily Parker makes her return to SVW and the Destiny World Championship will be on the line as Marty Skrull defends against Channing Decker. Also on January 18th, Crossbody Pro Wrestling presents another new beginnings in Kitchener at the Academy. Von Vertigo faces off with Jimbo Jones. They'll be a four-way for the Internet Championship featuring Pretty Ricky defending against Brandon Tidwell, Anton Alexiev, and Mr. Atlantis. In tag team action, they... The Henshaws take on the Dirty Vets. Jaxi Black goes against Alexia Nicole. The Empire will be in tag team action as they face Tyler Thomas and Ben Ortmans. Mark Wheeler faces off against Dana Garcia. There will be a triple threat match for the Crossbody Pro Wrestling Championship as Holden Albright defends against Justin Sane and Alessandro Del Bruno. Plus, Azriel goes against... Gabriel Fueza. That's Crossbody Pro Wrestling presenting New Beginnings January 18th in Kitchener. Then, also on January 18th in Mississauga, Battle Arts Rising Stars presents Battle Arts Rumble. Find out who will come out on top and win an opportunity for a title shot. January 19th, we'll see Championship Wrestling from Ontario, CWO, Returning to the Rock Pile in Toronto for more great wrestling action. And finally, on Sunday, January 19th, Destiny Wrestling presents Carnage, featuring Marty Skrull at Battle Arts Academy in Mississauga. Daniel Garcia makes his Destiny debut, going one-on-one with Aiden Prince. Plus, there'll be a fatal four-way featuring El Diablo, Channing Decker, Lionel Knight, and... Enzo. This concludes your Ontario Indie Road Trip. Find great local independent wrestling wherever you are. And don't be afraid to hop in your car and support independent wrestling. Because there's probably a show just moments away from you. This is Jim Strider live from the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory. And you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling Podcast. Looking at AEW this week. They were in Memphis, celebrating Memphis wrestling. 
And the show started off with Jim Ross, Tony Schiavone, and Excalibur, but they were joined by Memphis legend Dave Brown on commentary. The first match of the night saw Hangman Page and Kenny Omega team together to take on Private Party. The team of Omega and Hangman picked up the victory after Omega hit the one-wing angel for the three-count. As Page and Omega were celebrating the victory, a video appeared on the screen, and referees were trying to get Pac off of Michael Nakazawa. When he released the hold, Pac demanded his rubber match with Kenny Omega. We'll have to see when and if Omega will answer that challenge and when that match will happen. Up next, Brandy Rhodes joined the commentary table, and Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker were at ringside to see Rio defend her AEW Women's Championship against Chris Statlander. It was a pretty decent match between the two ladies until it was interrupted by Awesome Kong and Mel. They created quite the distraction and were going after both Rio and Statlander. Eventually, Brandy Rhodes came down to ringside to try and, I guess, get Statlander to join her Nightmare Collective, and that's when their fourth member, Luther, came out from under the ring and tried to attack. Statlander was going to go for her pile driver near the ropes, and Kong ended up tripping her, allowing Rio to cover and pick up the victory, even though Rio wasn't happy with how it ended. After the match, Kong and Melanie went after Statlander and also Rio, but that was stopped when Shida jumped the barricade to help out. Britt Baker, on the other hand, decided to sit back and do nothing, and the rest were joined by Big Swole and Sunny Kiss to chase off the Nightmare Collective. In a match that was set up last week, Sammy Guevara ended up beating Christopher Daniels. They made reference to Daniels missing a somewhat uh, springboard moonsault the last time he was in the ring. And Pentagon Jr. ended up coming out and distracting Daniels as they wanted him to show him what he has. And that allowed Guevara to pick up the victory. Then, no sooner did Pentagon leave, out came the Dark Order. And they tried to recruit Christopher Daniels to be a part of the Dark Order, saying that his career is going downhill and they can help him. There was a brawl that happened there. Out came the Young Bucks and also the rest of SCU, Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian. And they chased off the Dark Order. The next match saw a tag team match involving brothers. This was the Lucha Brothers taking on Cody and Dustin Rhodes, who had Arn Anderson in their corner since he is now the coach of Cody Rhodes. The ending saw a springboard cutter from Cody on to Pentagon Jr., while Dustin hit a final reckoning on Phoenix to pick up the victory for the Rhodes brothers. After the match, Tony Schiavone got into the ring to ask Cody if he accepts MJF's menu of terms to have them go against each other at Revolution. Arne Anderson stopped the interview and said that they will make their statement known at a later date and left the ring. 
Backstage, Alex Marvez was talking to Lanny Poffo, who was there to honor his father, Angelo Poffo, and his brother, Randy Savage, as part of the Memphis tribute. MJF then came out to the ring, and this is when they went to a pitcher-in-pitcher for a commercial break, and unfortunately, MJF was a little too quick, possibly, to get to the ring, and he started cutting his promo while we were not able to hear a single thing about it and have no idea how his promo started off. But when he came back, he was still obviously wanting to get a match against Cody and wanted his answer for his stipulations to get that match. Instead, he was then interrupted by Diamond Dallas Page. DDP came out and insulted MJF. MJF then retaliated by calling out the Butcher, Blade, and Bunny and wanted DDP to kiss the ring. DDP obviously refused to do that and was attacked by the Butcher and the Blade. And before that could happen, though, Dallas was able to get diamond cutters on both Butcher and Blade. He got stopped by Bunny. Just as he was thinking about possibly diamond cutting her, MJF... And Wardlow interfered and started to go after DDP. DDP was then saved by Dustin Rhodes and QT Marshall, who was obviously a big supporter of Cody Rhodes. And they're setting up a tag team match for the next episode of Dynamite, which is being entitled Bash at the Beach happening from Miami before they take off on the Jericho cruise. So DDP is actually going to be in the ring for AEW next week. There was a six-man tag team match featuring the best friends and Orange Cassidy against Jurassic Express. This was just pretty much a cluster. Um, decent match, but just a lot of high-flying all over the place and not really abiding by any rules of the refs. Uh, there was a This Is Awesome chant from the crowds, but that was after Luchasaurus had threw Marco Stunt on top of the pile of everybody on the floor. So the finish came with Jungle Boy hitting a Frankensteiner for the pin. The final part of the night was AEW champion Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Jake Hager coming to the ring. They had a lot of bubbly waiting for John Moxley. They called him out because they wanted his answer from last week, whether or not he was going to join Chris Jericho's inner circle and get 49% of whatever the inner circle has. And Moxley came down. He revealed that he was wearing a inner circle shirt, said yes. They started passing around the bottles of champagne and shaking it and having a big old uh, celebration. Moxley made sure he got the keys to the car and then decided to say he lied and smashed a bottle over Jericho's head and left the ring with Jericho down and ended in the crowd celebrating with the fans. And that's how AEW ended this week. So next Wednesday in Miami will be Bash at the Beach. Basically AEW Dynamite with a special name because... A couple of days later, they're all going to be hopping on the Jericho cruise and going for a sail to the Bahamas. During that time, they're going to be doing a bunch of panels, but AEW is also going to be recording 
another episode of Dynamite, probably for the following week. So that won't be a live episode, but it'll be a special episode as they're recording it on the ship. And then AEW will be back in the United States for their other shows, leading to Revolution happening on pay-per-view Saturday, February 29th from Chicago, Illinois. Currently, there isn't any matches uh, listed for the event, but pretty soon they should be revving up for Revolution and giving us what we want to see. Obviously, we're probably going to end up getting a combination of Jericho and Moxley against each other and also MJF and Cody. Beyond that, we'll have to see probably even Rio and Brit Breaker, the way things are going. But that's Revolution coming up on February 29th from Chicago. Tyson Dukes is currently one half of the Smash Wrestling Tag Team Champions and one of the pillars of wrestling in Ontario. He's had a very impressive career over the past two decades, and it's only natural that aspiring wrestlers would want to learn from a veteran of his caliber. Since October of 2017, Tyson opened up the Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory here in London, Ontario. Students learned all aspects of wrestling. The first graduates like Jim Strider, Violet Lee, and Jordan James are making their names for themselves on the indie scene. Whether you're a student or a supporter, you can now be a part of the club and purchase your own beautiful zip-up hoodie. They're just $40 up to extra-large and $45 for larger sizes. Contact Tyson Dukes Wrestling Factory directly on Facebook to order yours today. You hear the rumble in here? The rumble is the sound of progression and fundamentals are being made at the Wrestling Factory. This is Tyson Dukes and you're listening to the Scumbags of Wrestling podcast, y'all. Taking a look at what's going to happen this weekend coming up, the 12th is going to be quite busy as you can get multiple events happening on your TV. In the evening, Impact Wrestling is going to present Hard to Kill pay-per-view and it's from the Bomb Factory in Dallas, Texas. This event's going to be available on pay-per-view and I'm going to run down the card and probably make uh, my picks at this time and see how it unfolds. So we got Ken Shamrock taking on Madman Fulton. Now, Ken Shamrock has just recently returned to professional wrestling. He surprisingly did the dick flip with Joy Ryan. And I think Madman Fulton kind of needs this win more so than Ken Shamrock. So I'm going to go with Fulton on this one. Moose is going to go against Rhino. I think it's another uh, example of younger versus older. Not that Moose is that younger compared to Rhino. But Moose kind of probably needs this uh, victory more so than Rhino. And there's a chance that Rob Van Dam somehow could be involved. Because Rob Van Dam is also going on the card. And he's taking on Brian Cage. Now, again... Another older generation versus newer generation. Brian Cage needs the win. He's a former Impact Wrestling Champion. And if 
depending on the order of the matches, Rhino and Rob Van Dam end up canceling out each other in their matches with distractions or actual interference. Moose should beat Rhino and Brian Cage should beat Rob Van Dam. Then we have Eddie Edwards against Michael Elgin. This is probably going to turn into a hardcore match because they just faced each other on the last edition of Impact and Michael Elgin picked up the victory. If you use WDE type logic, that should mean Eddie Edwards picks up the victory. I would prefer Michael Elgin, but I could see it becoming a hardcore match the way Eddie Edwards' character has been lately or the last year or two. And that's where he's going to end up picking up the victory. The Impact Wrestling Tag Team titles are going to be online as the North, Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, who were the tag team of the year for Impact Wrestling, are going to defend against Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Willie Mack was the star to watch for, I believe, for next year uh, with the Impact Awards. However, I think that the North should retain their tag team titles. The Knockouts Championship is going to be on the line with a triple threat match. Taya Valkyrie is going to defend her t- championship against Jordan Grace and ODB. Now, Taya Valkyrie's husband just recently appeared on SmackDown last week in a backstage segment involving The Miz, where he was actually in his uh, dressing room and stopped an interview from happening. As we know, Johnny Impact, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny whatever we want to call him, John Morrison is back with WD. How far behind is Taya Valkyrie? A lot of people have been able to get out of contracts with Impact Wrestling. So it's only a matter of time that I see her going over. Either way, even if she was not leaving Impact Wrestling, which has not been announced, I can see Jordan Grace picking up the victory and becoming the new Knockouts Champion. Then the X Division Championship is on the line. It doesn't sound like there's any uh, stipulation with this match. It has Ace Austin defending against Trey Miguel. Austin was not a surprise to myself, but uh, probably a surprise to a lot of people winning the title in the uh, ladder match that they had recently. I think it's still early for him to lose the title. Trey Miguel is still going to put up a uh, good match with Ace Austin, but Austin will retain the X Division Championship. And that brings us to, for whatever reason, they have to list it as intergender match for the Impact Wrestling World Championship. Regardless of the tagline, intergender match, it is... A wrestling match. Whether it's men versus men, women versus women, mixed tag, intergender, it's still going to be a wrestling match. And this will probably be the show stealer, and rightfully so if uh, all things from their past come to fruition again. Sammy Callahan has had the upper hand on Tessa Blanchard, who refuses to lay down and stop. I think in this case, Impact Wrestling is gearing up to put a prominent men's title on their first women, or woman, should I say, and have 
no boundaries to that Impact Wrestling Championship. Tessa Blanchard even won the Wrestler of the Year, even though they had a uh, separate category for knockouts. So she even topped all the men. So I guess in Impact, she's the man. Yeah, just like Becky Lynch is for WWE. With that said, I do see Impact Wrestling going with Tessa as the new champion. Might not last long, but I think they'd be shooting themselves in the foot and angering a lot of fans if they don't pull the trigger on this one, even if it's for a short term and just to get eyes on the product. So that's Impact Wrestling presenting Hard to Kill Sunday, January 12th. On pay-per-view from the Bomb Factory in Dallas, Texas. Hey wrestling fans, join me each and every Friday on our Facebook or YouTube channel for the production line. I stop by the Tyson Dukes Wrestle Factory and catch the stars of tomorrow being built today here in London. Tyson's been in business for the last two years, and we've already seen stars come out of the factory, such as Violet Lee, Jim Strider, Alec Realm, Jordan James, the Wavemaker, Kyle Boone, the smartest man in wrestling, Michael Grayson, Cyrus Bowman, Rodney Matthews, and Tyson's own son, Ethan Dukes. Many more of the students of the future are seeing their way to the rings in arenas nearby you. You don't want to miss the production line where you can see the beginnings happening today. On the production line each and every Friday. Check us out on Facebook or YouTube. Hello. Do you or someone you know have a business that you'd love to have advertised here on our podcast? Well, give me a shout at our email address, scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, and let us know how we can help you advertise to the listeners of this podcast. We'll give your business a shout out, including information on how people can reach out to you and information on your services. I'm Kyle Boone, one handsome SOB, and you're listening to the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Looking at everything that happened in WWE this week, Monday Night Raw saw the show open with Brock Lesnar declaring himself number one in the Royal Rumble this year with the proclamation of Paul Heyman. Then, Andrade beat Rey Mysterio to retain the U.S. title with a little distraction from Zelina Vega. Andrade then ripped off the mask of Rey Mysterio. Rey ended up brawling backstage later on and regained his mask. The Viking Raiders retained their tag team titles in a three-way match with the OC and Street Profits. Becky Lynch then addressed her current contract status and wanting to prove that she can beat Asuka before signing again. Asuka then came out and yelled at Becky in Japanese, but was then punched in the face by Becky before she left. Eric Rowan beat a local competitor. He allowed the guy to look inside the cage and when he lifted his head, his face was bleeding, so whatever's in that cage apparently can now scratch you and cut you up. AJ Styles defended, or defeated, should I say, Akira Tozawa using Randy Orton's moveset as a message to Orton. They went to commercial, 
and it looked like the security had tackled a fan uh, that was getting into the middle of the ring. That fan turned out to be the minister from the Lana and Lashley wedding. He completed his service and made Lana and Lashley husband and wife. Rusev then came on the Titantron, and he was looking like he was on vacation. Bobby Lashley then challenged him to a fight to take away the rest of his manhood, but Rusev said that they will fight, but he's going to come back as the brute of old and destroy Bobby Lashley. There was no sign of Liv Morgan during this, but Liv then later revealed herself backstage and said that Rusev might need some help from her in their match next week. Charlotte Flair and Sarah Logan ended up brawling to a no contest. This was heating up stuff for the Royal Rumble. Sarah Logan ended up throwing around Charlotte's robe, which really ticked off Charlotte, and that got the brawl going on. No Way Jose lost to Drew McIntyre, and Drew McIntyre also took out some of the conga line guys. Aleister Black beat Shelton Benjamin, but then was attacked by Buddy Murphy. All night during the show, they were setting up for a six-man tag team match, and it was going to involve the Authors of Pain taking on Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, but nobody knew who was going to be joining that duo for the third person. And Samoa Joe then told Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens looked, saw who it was, but they kept everybody else in the dark until the match happened, and it turned out to be the big show. So a big brawl ended up happening. Seth Rollins hit Big Show with a chair, got themselves disqualified. The brawl continued. Big Show was laying out people with uh, closed fists, and this is now leading to the first ever uh, fist fight on Monday Night Raw. I don't know, it's an actual match for a change, and it's going to have these same six guys in a fist fight match this Monday on Raw. Over on NXT, Rhea Ripley was joined in the ring by a lot of her uh, potential challengers for the NXT Women's Championship. And that include Tony Storm, Candice LeRae, Kaylee Ray, Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai. They ended up splitting off into a six-woman tag team match with Rhea Ripley's team picking up the victory. Imperium beat the Forgotten Sons in the first round of the Dusty Classic. Austin Theory beat Joaquin Wilde. The Undisputed Era won their match against uh, Gallus in the first round of the Dusty Classic. Finn Balor came out and challenged Johnny Gargano to a match at TakeOver Portland. Mia Yim beat Caden Carter, and they were attacked from behind by Chelsea Green, who has now joined the Robert Stone Agency, and they plan on taking over NXT. The main event saw... Keith Lee became the number one contender for the North American title by beating Dominic Dajakovic, Cameron Grimes, and Damian Priest in a four-way match. Then over on SmackDown, John Morrison returned and was on Miz TV. He said he joined the Blue Brand early because he didn't like the way the fans treated Miz last week and his confrontation with Kofi Kingston. And this ended up bringing out the New Day and eventually set up a one-on-one match with Miz and Kofi, but also next week a tag team match with the former tag team champions, Miz and Morrison, taking on Kofi Kingston and Big E, The New Day. In the match that subsequently followed this, Miz beat Kofi Kingston, John Morrison got involved with Big E, 
Up next was Mandy Rose, who had given Otis a cake for her apology. She went on to beat Alexa Bliss. There was a uh, interaction between also Sonya Deville and Nikki Cross between the uh, two tag teams that they have. Then Lacey Evans was supposed to go against Sasha Banks, but Bailey announced that Sasha wasn't going to be there. Lacey went after Sasha and Bailey to confront them in the locker room, and she was attacked from behind by Bailey, and they had a brawl backstage. Braun Strowman beat Shinsuke Nakamura by pinfall, but it was none title match and Sami Zayn and Cesaro were at ringside trying to interfere and help Shinsuke but didn't help then before the tag team main event which was supposed to be the Usos taking on King Corbin and Dolph Ziggler it was announced that Roman Reigns and Corbin will go one-on-one at the Royal Rumble before the Rumble match so sometime earlier in the night which obviously puts the men's Royal Rumble match near the end of the night, probably the main event. And then they had the tag team match that didn't amount to much because Robert Roode returned and helped take out the Usos and then put Roman through the announce table to end the show. Now this all leads to January 12th where NXT TakeOver 2 Blackpool is going to happen at the Empress Ballroom in Blackpool, England. The show is supposed to be i believe at 12 o'clock our time i'm not sure maybe 12 o'clock for the pre-show our time uh but either way tyler Bate is going to take on jordan devlin i'm going to go with tyler Bate to pick up the victory here eddie dennis is going against the other half of mustache mountain trent seven and i can see eddie dennis picking up the victory in that match Basically splitting off uh, between the tag team there. There's going to be a triple threat match for the Women's Championship. Kaylee Ray defending against Tony Storm and Piper Niven. I can see Kaylee Ray retaining the title. But if you watched our TNT show on Thursday, Chris Maloney is actually picking Tony Storm because there's going to be a Tony Storm Rhea Ripley match coming up, I believe, at Worlds Collide. There's going to be a fatal four-way tag team uh, ladder match with the NXT tag team titles on the line. Gallus, Imperium, Grizzled Young Veterans, and the team of Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are going to go at it in that four-way. I can see Imperium picking up the titles and becoming the new champions. And then the main event has Walter defending against Joe Coffey. And as I said on TNT, Walter's going to retain, but I can see Gallus and Imperium being a factor in the match. So that's later on on January 12th on the WWE Network. That then takes us to Worlds Collide, which happens on Saturday before the Royal Rumble on the 25th from Houston, Texas at the Toyota Center. And it'll be NXT taking on NXT UK. Currently, it has Emporium taking on the Undisputed Era in an eight-man tag team match. And, as I said, it appears to be Rhea Ripley going against Tony Storm in the women's match of NXT versus NXT UK. Obviously, we should be getting some more matches set up, hopefully during TakeOver Blackpool, 
but never know. Definitely by Wednesday on the next edition of NXT. And then, of course, there's the Raw Rumble happening on January 26th from the Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. There will be the traditional men's and women's Royal Rumble matches with the champions or the winners getting the champions at Wrestlemania The Fiend is going against Dana Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship Becky Lynch is defending against Asuka for the Raw Women's title and Pride of wanting to beat Asuka and it's announced this past week King Corbin against Roman Reigns so that's coming up on the 26th I want to thank you for joining me for this week's edition of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. Hope you enjoy all the shows that are happening on January 12th, including NXT TakeOver Blackpool. There's going to be the Steve Austin uh, Broken Skull Sessions with Kane, and also Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. So January 12th is going to be quite busy. Be sure to catch any independent wrestling wherever you can, and tune in to my show, The Ontario Indie Roadshow to know where you can find great action coming to your area. Also, I mentioned TNT. Chris Maloney and I do a one-hour live on Facebook and YouTube show at 8 o'clock Thursdays, running down some of the news topics of the week. Be sure to join me also on this podcast, whether you're listening on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, or iHeartRadio, and share with your friends. The more we can grow this podcast, the better. Until next time, thank you once again, and we'll see you. Granted, I understand it's essentially the same unappreciative crowd full of scumbags from last night. Oh,